Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's Day 56, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, I hope you had a fun weekend, but here we are and we have made it all the way to week 12. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. So hello Marvin, how was your weekend? Oh it was great Dave, I played some cowball with the other calves. Oh cowball, I've never heard of cowball Marvin. Oh really? Oh, cowball's a great game. So, well, you use your back legs to kick the cowball into the net, so that's worth one point. But if you use your horns to flick the ball off the moo board, then that's worth three points. And then when the cowbell rings, the moo board counts for double, and then the cowball has to hit the moo board twice, and the flinger has to pass the bulldozer before any of the wide cows can score a zinger. See? Oh, okay, yep, well, that seems simple enough. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Except when Hector throws a fit because he wants to be the bulldozer. Ah, Hector was being annoying again, huh? Yeah, it's his thing, I guess. Okay, well, Marvin, it's Monday, so we really should get to it. It's Recap Day. What have we heard the Bible say? Let's remember, it's Recap Day. So you ready to do this, Marvin? Oh, I sure am, Dave. Let's go. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Okay, so we had creation and the fall. Yep, then we had Noah and the rainbow. Okay, yeah, then came Abraham and the covenant and circumcision. Yep, then we had a son, Isaac, who was almost sacrificed. Yeah, and then his sons, Jacob and Esau. Yeah, and so Jacob had his 12 sons, and one of them, Joseph, was sold off to Egypt, and eventually he would be put in charge of the whole country. Yeah, so he moved the whole family to Egypt, and they'd be there for 400 years. Okay, so the Egyptians were treating them badly, so God sends Moses, and Moses goes to Pharaoh, but Pharaoh won't let the people go, so God sends 10 plagues. Yeah, and the Israelites put blood on their doorposts, and they eat a special meal to remember the Passover, God rescuing them from the tenth plague. Yep, so they leave Egypt and they cross the Red Sea. Yeah, and the Israelites do all sorts of grumbling, but God gives them manna and quail and water. Yep, so God gives them the Ten Commandments, but the people make a golden calf to worship and lots of them die. Yeah, then they have the tabernacle where they worship God. Yeah, they send spies into Canaan, but when they see how big the people are, they decide they can't do it. So because they didn't trust God, they'll spend 40 years in the desert. Yeah, and then last week we had some more grumbling about Moses and Aaron being in charge uh, and not having water again. Well done, Marvin. Good work. Oh, that was close this week. Okay, well, let's get to today's reading. Okay, okay. So last week, well, well, the people were still out in the desert, huh? They were. Now, we're going to skip forward just a little bit. So Aaron dies and his son, Eleazar, becomes chief priest. But then we read about some other peoples who lived in that part of the world as well. And they were not happy about this massive group of Israelites that was moving around. Oh, how come? Well, they look and they think, oh, there are so many of these Israelites, they could attack us and they could take over our land. Oh, okay. And so some of the kings decide that they'll attack the Israelites first, try to force them to go away. Oh, I see. So there's a Canaanite king, he has a go, but God helps the Israelites fight them off. And then another king called Og, well, he tries the same thing, but again, God helps Israel to defeat him. Okay. So now... All the other kings who are left, they're even more scared because they've seen the Israelites defeat two other kings already and they're worried that they could be next. And so that's where we are today. A king called Balak wants to do something about the Israelites. Okay, okay, well, who's reading today? Well, today it's one of those old jingle guys. It's Josh. Oh, okay. Hi, Josh. Hey, guys. 
Today's reading is taken from Numbers chapter 22, verses 1 to 21. Then the Israelites travelled to the plains of Moab. They camped along the Jordan River across from Jericho. Balak saw everything that Israel had done to the Amorites. Balak was the son of Zippor. The Moabites were terrified because there were so many Israelites. In fact, the Moabites were filled with panic because of the Israelites. The Moabites spoke to the elders of Midian. They said, This huge mob is going to destroy everything around us. They'll lick it up as an oxen licks up all the grass in the fields. Balak, the son of Zippor, was the king of Moab at the time. He sent messengers to get Balaam. Balaam was the son of Beor. Balaam was at the city of Pethor, near the Euphrates River. Pethor was in the land where Balaam had been born. Balak told the messengers to say to Balaam, A nation has come out of Egypt. They are covering the face of the land. They've set up camp next to me. So come and put a curse on these people. They are too powerful for me. Maybe I'll be able to win the battle over them. Maybe I'll be able to drive them out of the land. I know that whoever you bless is blessed, and I know that whoever you curse is cursed. The elders of Moab and Midian left. They took with them the money they knew Balaam would ask for. They wanted him to use evil magic to figure things out for them. They came to where Balaam was, and they told him what Balak had said. Spend the night here, Balaam said to them. I'll report back to you with the answer the Lord gives me. So the Moabite officials stayed with him. God came to Balaam. He asked, Who are these men with you? Balaam said to God, Balak, king of Moab, the son of Zippor, sent me a message. He said, A nation has come out of Egypt. They are covering the whole surface of the land, so come and put a curse on them for me. Maybe I'll be able to fight them. Maybe I'll be able to drive them away. But God said to Balaam, Do not go with them. You must not put a curse on those people. I have blessed them. The next morning, Balaam got up. He said to Balak's officials, Go back to your own country. The Lord won't let me go with you. So the Moabite officials returned to Balak. They said, Balaam wouldn't come with us. Then Balak sent other officials. They were more important than the first ones. And there were more of them. They came to Balaam and they said, Balak, the son of Zippor, says, Don't let anything keep you from coming to me. I'll make you very rich. I'll do anything you say. So come and put a curse on those people for me. But Balaam gave them his answer. He said, Balak could give me all the silver and gold in his palace. And then, even then, I still couldn't do anything at all that goes beyond what the Lord my God commands. Now spend the night here so that I can find out what else the Lord will tell me. That night, God came to Balaam. He said, these men have come to get you, so go with them, but do only what I tell you to do. Balaam got up in the morning. He put a saddle on his donkey. Then he went with the Moabite officials. Thanks, Josh. Okay, Dave, so who is this Balaam guy? Well, he's not an Israelite. He's not one of God's chosen people, but he does know God. We'll hear more about him tomorrow. He's definitely not a good guy, but God does use him as a prophet, as a messenger. Okay. So, Balak wants Balaam to curse the Israelites, and that's kind of like a bad prayer, a prayer that asks for bad things to happen to them, and Balak's going to pay him to do it. Now, it's not that Balaam likes the Israelites, he'd be perfectly happy to curse them and to take the money, but he knows enough about God to know that you don't go against him. If God is blessing someone, you don't try and curse them. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that a lot, huh? 
when someone goes against God, it, it usually doesn't work out too well. No, it doesn't. And this story reminds me of a verse in Romans chapter 8, where Paul writes, If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, we saw the magicians in Egypt, and then Pharaoh and his armies try to stand against God. And we see these kings of Canaan trying to stand against God's people. That even with mighty armies, or with magic or curses, none of them can do one thing against the will of God. If God is for you, and if you're a Christian, then he is, then God has got your back. Bad things might still happen. In fact, they probably will. But you will not be destroyed. Through it all, God is bringing you to the promised land of heaven. And nothing and no one can stand in the way of that. Today, thank him that we do not have to fear anyone or anything. God is holding us in his hands and he will carry us all the way home to be with him. Hmm. Dave, I wonder will there be cowball in heaven? You know, Marvin, I don't know. But I think if there isn't, then it's because there'll be something so much better that you won't even want to play cowball. Oh, wow. Better than cowball? I can't wait. Okay. Well, Marvin, that is it for today. We're about out of time, so we had better say goodbye. Okay. Yeah. Well, bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles. Dave Josh.